Views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Good morning, Long Island. Welcome to TDI on Autism on 103.9 FM. Keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its Long Island community. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Romans, and again, so glad that you can join us this morning as we share and explore all relevant issues related to autism spectrum disorder. Well, I'm delighted to say that my guest today is a returning guest, uh, Steve Interante. Uh, Steve is a mindfulness meditation coach, a certified hypnotherapist, a spiritual teacher, an IET energy therapist, and the musician. Welcome back, Steve. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you here. It's really good to have you here. In fact, this is such a, a nice and likely follow-up to our meeting in person mm-hmm. uh, last week uh, when we talked a little bit about bringing mindfulness and meditation techniques uh, to our staff. I, you know, you'll remember that in our last conversation, uh, it was largely tailored to the needs of the people we support, which is fine, and that remains ongoing. But it's clear to us both that this has implications well beyond that, it really probably has implications for for everyone who would care to mitigate and control their their stress. <laughs> so I guess, Steve, if we could begin, if you could kind of give me, um, if you give our give our, our listeners rather, uh, maybe a working sense of what mindfulness is. A working sense of mindfulness would be your ability to be in the present moment to feel. Uh, the the vibrations around you what you're thinking what you're feeling the energy of perhaps somebody you're dealing with or even the thinking mind worrying about something that may occur in the future or reviewing your past uh, with a negative aspiration so uh, while we allow ourselves to be in the present moment we can be focused on all these uh, sensations that uh, tend to uh, either bring us ease or unease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So being aware that unease exists within you, uh, we're able to determine, is it from something I'm thinking about? Is it, am I reviewing things in the past? Or uh, am I being uh, energetically uh, maneuvered by somebody else's actions? And it allows us to make adjustments accordingly. So in other words, mm-hmm. we're, we're allowing ourselves to be in control of how we respond to virtually everything that happens. Sure. outside of us so really part of part of the the work and the intention as i understand it of, of mindfulness and, and and meditation is to to be more fully present and the uh, the understanding i think is that uh as part of the human condition there's a propensity to be concerned about what hasn't yet happened or regretting something that already did and it's interesting to, to me as, as I observe myself and my fellow man that it really is uh, an effort it really is work to do what comes so naturally to a lot of other creatures which is to be in the moment absolutely and I think that's a big piece of that absolutely so how does how does mindfulness how, what does that look like? How, do, how, do, how does one become more fully present through mindfulness? Uh, it's a reminder to yourself, first off, uh, to recognize and allow yourself to be into that state. So you recognize, uh, and the most uh, effective means of doing that is just breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow how the air enters into your body, how your body expands and retracts with each breath. 
when we're conscious of that, we're conscious of the present moment. In fact, uh, it's been said that, and, and a tremendous amount of research is going into this now, which is uh, uh, very, very positive and supportive, that when we are focused on the present moment in our breath, and our uh, conscious awareness of our inner energy field and our level of ease, uh, we can stop our thinking. The mind needs clock time. So we're either worrying about potentialities in the future or we're reviewing things that may have happened in the past and creating a, a limited feeling about ourselves. So being mindful is literally something that we, we do with intention. And when you are able to, uh, when we rather, are able to reach that level of uh, awareness, because in essence, what we're dealing with, uh, uh, Dr. Ramos, is uh, the difference between awareness and thinking. Awareness is so much more uh, powerful than just thinking. Uh, when we're fully aware and present, we're aware of what we're thinking, saying, doing, feeling, and how we respond. Uh, and that includes thinking. So you'll mm -hmm. be able to gauge what thoughts there are. So if there are limited thoughts, then perhaps you would like to switch those thoughts into what you're grateful for and to, uh, to realize that you're just on a journey and you're doing your best at your job, as a parent, as a, uh, a peer, or whatever the circumstance. So the, the, the path to, to mindfulness, if you want to start characterize it, if I, I could characterize it that way, isn't really just about blocking thoughts. It's really about becoming aware of, of being aware, fully aware, and again, present, beginning with an, uh, an awareness of your, your very breath mm -hmm. as the source of, of life and, and existence. Correct. Uh, breath is our most vital life source. So when we are engaged in being aware of that and the expansion or traction of our body, uh, you don't need to do anything to breathe. It just happens. There's an invisible intelligence that, that allows our body to exist that, and in that capacity. The same with our heartbeat. So we utilize these two centers as the epicenter of your existence, and uh, it is a, uh, a focal point in which you can relax and find that level of ease. And it's extremely important that we uh, find ourselves uh, in that center because uh, then we become the observer. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To become an observer of your own... Of everything. Of everything. Mm -hmm. So a, a little different than, say, metacognition, which would be an awareness of your own thinking. Mm -hmm. This goes a little beyond that to explore the possibility of being aware of your very being, and that's why we're connecting it Absolutely. to breath and, and the, quite literally the beat, the beat of life. Perfectly put. Uh, you're observing a life. You're observing you existing in life. And with that is thinking, and with that is doing, and with that is uh, energy outside of you, energy within you. So uh, meditation and mindfulness is not about controlling your thoughts. Uh, it's the nature of the mind to think. It's the nature of the mind to overthink, to worry. And yes, to it is. Yes. So uh, we're aware of that. Uh, mindfulness and meditation is not letting your thoughts control you. Well, that's interesting. Not so we'll letting them uh, create too much unease in you. Mm -hmm. So when you're aware that there is a level of unease in your physical body, we'll let you know your heart rate increases, your breath increases, maybe an in agitation, you feel more annoyed or frustrated or angry or limited or fear. Uh, when those arise within you, uh, as the observer, you're observing, okay, where is this coming from? Is it from my thoughts? Is it something my body and my uh, uh, intuition is responding to outside of me? And we can make adjustments accordingly. In, in the exercise around mindfulness that you shared with, with me, with me and, and, and my colleagues, you know, only a week ago, it's, it, what, what I recall 
was an effort to direct thinking in a way that was centered, uh, but not, but certainly not focused on the distractions that take us away from being aware of our existence. So it's it's almost an effort to kind of there, there's some effort to focus, mm-hmm. but it's a guided. It was a guided experience. Correct. Let's talk about that. Interesting. Uh, there is a difference between thinking and awareness. Right. Awareness is much more, as I stated earlier, much more powerful, much more depth uh, than uh, just the plain old thinking. So um, when we rise to a level of higher awareness, a higher level of consciousness, we can bring a tremendous amount of ease, which means physical uh, c- uh, relaxation. Uh, we're releasing tension. We're uh, accepting that life has some ups and downs and we're okay with it. Uh, instead of getting stuck and attached to certain circumstances in our life, we can cycle through them uh, much, much easier and much more relaxed. Uh, it's a, a gift. It's a power that we all have. And sometimes we just forget to use it. So we need to remind ourselves to stay present, to be focused. So uh, there are several techniques in which people are employing to to remind themselves on a regular basis, whether it's leaving them notes, themselves little sticky notes. Uh, there are apps out now, Calm apps and all different sort of things on your phone that can remind you every 15 minutes, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath, uh, just so that we can rebalance and, and not fall into too deep of a an emotional um swamp so to speak that some people find themselves in what i what i recall about the exercise and what i found particularly compelling uh was that there there is a there is um an understandable i suppose inclination among a lot of people to seek self-regulation through distraction uh self-regulation maybe by a good film by movies by books by friends or more destructive ways as well but to look outside oneself in for distraction as a way of finding calmness. This is kind of a polar opposite approach to that. It's looking inward to the very breath of life, so that there's control of, around self-regulation by pairing it to the very rhythm of, of, of experience and, and, and existence. Absolutely. And that's why I think, Stephen, you can, um, you can, I'm sure, speak to this in much greater depth, but I think that's why the connection with the heartbeat mm-hmm. make, makes so much sense, because that's at the core of who we are, correct? Metaphorically, uh, uh, the very, the very essence of uh, our, our soul, if you will. So it has both metaphorical and metaphysical and physiological implications. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going to pick up. I'm talking to Stephen Durante, Dr. Mike Romans, right back. Conversation this morning with Steve Durante. Hey, Steve, glad you glad you could be here. Very happy to be here. Thank you. You know, Steve, where we left off, uh, the kind of su- subject matter was understandably and inevitably uh, kind of profound, profound and esoteric. But at, at least when you talk about, but when you experience it, uh, it seems very natural and 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 very easy to access once once you're able to kind of get into that space, if you will. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's spend a moment, for, I think for a lot of listeners, including myself, it's, it's, it's useful to parse out 
the differences in the language, perhaps the difference between you know, mindfulness, uh, meditation, and, and yoga, because for a lot of us, they kind of converge and, mm-hmm. and conflate. Uh, maybe you could just take that apart a little bit for us. Sure. Um, yoga is uh, very accepted in, in American culture. Uh, it's a, a physical form of uh, relaxing the body and allowing ourselves to um, be in tune with the inner vibration. Uh, it's something that uh, many, many people find uh, to be very therapeutic uh, from a physiological standpoint, but they're starting to also uh, recognize that it takes them away from thinking. You're focusing your attention on the now. How does my body feel? What is my breath? How does this particular uh, position feel? Uh, what, are, what are the energies? What are the vibrations? Everything is vibration. So uh, yoga has been very accepted because people are used to physical exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, um, mindfulness is more about the presence and awareness. You don't need to be physically doing anything, uh, or you could be at work practicing mindfulness. Uh, it's being in tune with what's happening in the present moment. Mm-hmm. What are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What is happening outside of me? Uh, what is uh, my uh, current state of emotional uh, being? Uh, and just being aware of uh, all those things combined, synchronicity. The uh, meditation is is the actual practice of detaching from analytical thought, aware that it's there, but rising above it, and entering into the calm space, the heart center. That's why uh, we made reference earlier that um, your heartbeat and your breath are your two most vital life sources that Mm -hmm. just happen. You're just paying attention to them. And when we pay attention to them and bring our focus inward, uh, we can find this level of ease and this level of calm and people utilize med- meditation to uh, recognize their uh, their inner being uh, and all too often you mentioned earlier before we left uh, we look outside of ourselves for satisfaction and for answers when the key is to really look inward because in that state of calm and in that state of inner peace in that state of heightened alertness do we really come to a full embodiment of who we are mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. body mind and soul sure. spiritually mentally physically emotionally and uh, meditation is something that uh, uh, has tremendous uh, benefits in, in all four of those areas and more and more people are starting to uh, get involved the biggest problem that most people find and I hear is that they can't stop their mind from thinking so we teach them how to d- redirect and shift their awareness back back in inward so that they can detach from analytical thinking and just feel their way through you know it's interesting to 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 me to me steve that as as profound as this conversation uh becomes there really is a lot of empirical support for some of the benefits that uh we're we're describing now i mean you know heart science now Mm -hmm. around the effects on reduced rumination on 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 stress on stress reduction Mm -hmm. on greater focus and and, and less emotional reactivity and you know the 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 time constraints of the show don't permit don't allow enough time to really go into great detail but Mm -hmm. i've done some of the homework and looked at some of these studies and i can tell you there really is precedent now for this for this conversation mm-hmm. and it's being borne out uh in the literature especially in scientifically empirically reviewed studies so i think it's important for people to know that uh, when you talked when you when you uh did the hard work of parsing out the difference between meditation mindfulness and yoga there was though 
one at least connecting thread that I'm hearing over all seem to have this in this is it all or an effort to stay in the moment, and there are certain words that come out over mm-hmm. and over again, words like vibration mm-hmm. and rhythm mm-hmm. uh, and words that would necessarily come close to that, the very beat mm-hmm. of light, life. Well, that was interesting. And the rhythm of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So even though the approach in yoga might be more physical, mm-hmm. there's still a shared intention. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, all three of those modalities and, and our overall uh, goal uh, should be to attain a higher state of being. Uh, as uh, humans, and, and when we're in our egoic self, in our task-driven self, we're constantly doing, thinking, doing, thinking, doing, thinking, and, uh, from the moment we wake up till we go to sleep. And there's rarely ever any gaps in, or space with that. And because everything is energy, and, and oftentimes, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the research is upwards of 50,000 thoughts per day that we're having. 80% of those thoughts are, uh, are repeated from yesterday or the week before, which are task-driven things and limited feelings yeah. about oneself. Um, and most of those thoughts are negative. So when we utilize our ability to, to exercise mindfulness, meditation, and or yoga, we're entering within so we can experience what it's like to just be. Absolutely. And I think the, a phrase that you used bears some repeating in, in the focus on the non-ego-driven self. I think there's good reason to believe, and some interesting studies suggest that really only about 7% of mental energy is utilized to navigate conscious mental life, you know, being aware and uh, you know, going through our day and, you know, <laughs> daytime, daytime and evening and watching the news and getting through our day and working and playing, but only about 7%. So what, what is the mind doing with all that non-ego driven? When, when, when we sleep and the ego goes away right. and all of this other mental energy and activity happens, I think as a field, the field of psychology, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the field of, of around meditation and, mm-hmm. and metaphysical uh, uh, interests, are just beginning to understand that there's much that we really need to kind of explore. And I think this is also a, a movement in that direction as well. I, you know, I, I will say, Stephen, I think you already know this, that, that the field of psychology and certainly the field that supports uh, people with autism is very left brain driven what do i mean by that it's analytical yeah. it's it's right right it's very logical Absolutely. but this speaks to a little different part of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and it's wonderful to know that the autistic community and, and other populations even in, in some levels of what we would consider mental illness are actually human beings experiencing things on a higher more present moment awareness level uh and with the amount of uh, research that's being done and and uh, and support, uh, and, and and as um, as a director of being of DDI yourself, I'm sure you realize that uh, there are varying levels of um, stages of uh, autism, and there are uh, such beautiful, wonderful, enabling things. And and I guess uh, the more and more I study this myself, it's not a disability; it's an inability. Inability, excuse me, an ability to reach higher levels of consciousness and mm-hmm. awareness of of uh, being, of of life, of love, of of sharing. Uh, that's uh, very, very nice, and and it's appreciated. 
Well, you know, well, just I do want to be uh, 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 clear. My, you know, my 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 role, you know, uh, my role uh, at DDI isn't quite as big as that. I'm I'm, I'm a, a psychologist and a principal trainer, but my uh, my passion is to move that dial with DDI uh, in in the right direction. I I think uh, one very important reason why I'm so happy to have you here, Steve, is that I think the work that you're involved in offers another tool by which the staff who support our population can manage their stress and 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 self self regulate as i said you know in our last show we we discussed largely uh the implication of mindfulness for people who are on the spectrum but it has such important uh um promise uh for 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 our staff uh because they have you know, let's face it this is a, this is very challenging work, mm-hmm. and you take a lot of that home with you if you're not careful. That's right. And if you can self-regulate mm-hmm. in a way that's healthy and is mm-hmm. not is a little more than distraction, mm-hmm. then you may be onto something. The self-regulation. So it's either group meditation, uh, certain uh, meditative practices at home, or uh, self-regulating on a regular basis. Take a take a thirty second break and just breathe. Take a 45 second break and just breathe. Just be in that state of being and it readjusts our uh, level, whether you're a teacher or a a parent or an employer or a student. It really doesn't matter. It's about gain that level of balance and ease. And my guest is Stephen Tarantley. I'm Dr. Michael Romas. You're listening to 103.9 FM, keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its long community. Some practical strategy around how to self-regulate and stay in the moment without limiting your path to simple distraction. This is a, a, little, more, a little greater journey. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.